Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's not a question What's the difference between Philly and Detroit? Uh, Detroit, the, I was speaking on Detroit first. Detroit doing their thing right now. Um, I can kind of tell when they left that they was going to have success. They got the right people in the building, the right coaches. But um, Philly was a little bit different. Um, first and foremost, the food was better in the facility. Yeah. Food was better. Uh Culture was a little bit different, um, but it was good though. It was good. It was different, but it was it was it was good in the same same sense. A lot yeah. of people there from top to bottom, um, equipment people, everybody in the building. Um, the way they treat you, man, it, it was it was it was great. It was great being there this year. Ooh, is good, That's what I've heard. The voice there, of course, of DeAndre Swift on Micah Parsons' uh, podcast. I'm in the difference between Philadelphia and Detroit. Very complimentary of the coaching in Detroit. And, and here he said it was different. And he didn't say, I mean, I think he meant not, meant good things. But just, I always think of Hugh when he says different. I don't give a shit. Yeah, when you when I say different, it's like, yeah, they, that's a nice way of saying ain't, something ain't right with y'all. <laughs> they, they're different. <laughs> but um, I, I think we have to make a, a ruling here. Are we out on re-signing DeAndre Swift because he went on Micah Parsons' podcast? I mean, I think that's... No, nah. it's something we have to discuss. No, nah, because they're like those kids. They're all cool, man. They probably I think they're all in the same class. Mm. So there's that. You know, I mean, it's it's these kids are different. Yeah, I'm out. Where you that, at, Kyle? That's it for him. Yeah, no, so, kiss done. the baby, fraternizing with the enemy. Cowboys podcast. Yeah, I mean, not so only minute, that, we, we take Coach Goober, but we mad at we mad at Swift for going on the podcast. Well, well yeah. Coach Goober didn't go on any podcast. Right. No. Like Coach Just, Goober's not going on the Cowboys podcast. Can you imagine some of the mean and hurtful things he was saying about us when no. we came to look Dallas? Look at that. Look at that dude's face. He think he's saying any mean and hurtful things? Yes, it's probably Come on. probably like holy dookie noodles. Those freaking <laughs> freaking Eagles. G Willikers. Holy Schnikes. He's a yeah, I see Schnikes yeah. and G Willikers. <laughs> yeah, I could all the other words. Gosh, a lot of gosh to, I could see too. I had to dump those because I couldn't clean it up quick enough. <laughs> it's like you ever hear the, the um what's his name? Remember Philip Rivers trash talk? Ever hear him like oh, that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. By golly and all that nonsense. So it's like Carson Wentz. By gosh, by gum. Yes. Yeah. It is. So Dawkins I am too. Not, Dawkins is no, nah, I'd heard Doc cuss before. Oh. Really? Like it was That's br- that's breaking you know, news. You know dude. what's funny? I didn't turn around because I didn't believe it was him, but it, okay. Let me put it like this: It sounded like him. Mm. I didn't. I didn't see the words actually come out of his mouth. But you heard the words. But I heard it, and it it was terrifying because he was mad. Now you know, dog. If dog cussing, dog mad. Of course, I imagine. And, yeah. And so when he when I heard it, because I forgot which game we were playing, but it was during the game, and he was hot, and everybody just kind of looked forward because it was like if dog cussing did we. 
Wow. We in, a, we in a dog fight for real. All right, breaking news from WIP <laughs> presented by BeckQL. Smarter bet star with BeckQL. Download the BeckQL app or visit BeckQL.com today. According to Hugh, Doc may have cussed once. Yeah, he may have cussed. He may have. Yeah, so I'm not only out on signing Swift because he went on uh, Parsons' podcast. I just – I'm not in the business of re-signing running backs. I, I don't think it's, it's going to happen. You could just say they just fall – like they say, it could just fall off trees. Well, yeah, I mean, I like mean, – Look what happened to Miles Sanders. Balls uh, get sweaty. Miles left here, and he—I mean, there were some games that guy couldn't get a yard. I'm serious, like, yeah. like one or two yards for the game. He really—he had a tough. I mean, that team he was on was also really bad. But I'm with all the things this team needs. Swift is going to be down on the list for me to uh, to potentially come back. I know it's a, it's a nice story. It's cool he got to come home and have a good year in, and be a Pro Bowler in his hometown. But I I doubt he should have thought of that before he went on. Michael Parsons podcast. So that pushed it over the edge, over. I mean, yeah, yeah. Kidding me? Sometimes we got to take hardline stances here when it comes to Cowboys. I, I saw Slay being all buddy buddy with Jake Ferguson the Pro Bowl skills challenge oh, last night. I didn't no. like that either. That, yeah, that's. I, I mean, can't. I can't have these things. What happened to my city? Well, that's what I asked about twenty you know, ten minutes ago when you guys just hate. You hate defense. It's just like. I didn't, it, I didn't oh no! That. You hate defense. You hate it. No, I'm just. I'm just resigned to the fact that nobody else cares about it as much as they used to. But you know who does care about it? the Chiefs and the 49ers well, grew, and the Ravens. Grew. He he. They grew into that though. They did grow well, into yeah, that. Yeah. So we can evolve. We. I think we need to go back to when defense mattered in Philadelphia. The, the defense that WIP was built on, not all this wide receiver stuff. I'm not saying that defense is not important at all like there's no need for it whatsoever i just think there is like when you're tipping the scales mm. offense goes way heavier way more impactful than defense does. i do agree with that i think we've we've tipped the scales so far the scale is broke and this is the defense that we got here all right our twitter question today sponsored by the pi dental center your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you learn about and schedule your evaluation at pi dental center.com are you okay with the sixers punting on the season to get Embiid 100 percent healthy 57% no, but 43% yes, they'd be okay with that idea. And clock is ticking here. Should Hugh denounce General Beauregard Lee as a fraud? He's a fraud. 75% on this one. Th- they're, they're all on yes. I mean, 75% need you to do this, Hugh, before the end of the show. We're a punks at Tony Filtown. <laughs> I got you. Yes. I, I got time. I still got a little bit of time. So you're still still mulling it over? I'm just saying, I got a little bit of time. I got a little bit of time. Well, That's you got to put this. this you're really dragging in. this decision out. I'm just saying, I got it time. It seems easy. That's, my perspective is just denounce this guy and say he's a fraud and a fake and not a not close to Puxitani Phil. That's where I'm at. Pat's in bed sailing. What's up, Pat? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Pat. Man, lots going on. Lots going on. Okay, Sirianni then Embiid. So as far as Sirianni goes, I definitely think he deserves a second chance. Um, you look at what he, what he did the first two years. He did very well. And Hugh said it earlier. This year, this defense was an absolute mess. You had no talent. And, yeah, they got to 10-1. and one. A lot of that was smoke and mirrors and holding it together with, with older players that fell off and then younger guys that, that, that had their hit their wall as well. So, um, really, don't think you can put that all on Sirianni. And, and just, just, way, just way you can't give them all the credit for them winning. You can't give all the blame when they're losing. So, yeah, definitely think he deserves a second chance. Yeah, Pat, I, I of all the things on Sirianni, all the criticisms I've had, the defense is the one where I, I, I'm the most – or the, me, the least frustrated because that's not his side and yep. they didn't have the players. It, it's more of, like, the approach, the fact that some guys said they weren't given full effort at times, the offense. Like, that's the stuff I worry about. But, yeah, I, I, there's probably not much he could have done when the defense went that bad. Yeah, and really look at it. They were 10-1, and one, but, but that was a – a smoke and mirrors 10 and one. 
so many games they could have easily lost that they, they just found to get a way to win. So they really weren't that good anyway. But so anyway, going to Embiid, um, the big picture with Embiid is this. The Sixers aren't going to win just because of their just bad drafting over the years. Like they've stuck themselves into a corner with all these bums they've drafted over the years. Now, yeah, Maxie was a big hit and obviously Embiid. Other than that, I think that's the biggest reason why they, they haven't succeeded. And, yeah, I, I agree. Let's shut them down for a few months. And if this season's a wash, then hopefully you can get a big name next year. And I think that's the only way that, that this thing works big picture. Because if it's if you force it or you go for it, the trade deadline and it doesn't work, it, beca- it becomes a thing. It's like, is this ever going to work? Pat, we appreciate the phone call. You know, the, the idea of, of what they do by next week. Hugh, I think they'll make a trade. I think Maury will try to do something. I'm yeah. curious how, how much he tries, right? Like, it, is he willing to give up something significant or is it just like just See, a that, little help? That's going to be the thing. Like something that, that like a significant player to help come in and help this team get over the hump. That That's what we have to see. And I think with this MRI, whatever happens with this, that's going to that's gonna further uh, like make the decision a lot harder, a lot easier for them. I wonder if the Sixers are trying to slow play the info because it, it does hurt Daryl Morey's leverage. You know what I mean? Like if everyone in the league knows he's out for the season or it's not a big deal, it changes it, right? Like if Maury's after a player and everyone knows Embiid is okay, then they probably know the Sixers are going for it. So so Maury needs that kind of player more. If, you know, I, I think it helps Maury a little bit here if to he kind of throw, slow play it a little bit. Yeah, yeah if, that makes sense. if the league doesn't really know what the Embiid situation truly is, you know, if yeah, everyone yeah. knows the facts, it, it kind of hurts his leverage a little bit. Everyone knows like he needs this or he's going to punt or you know whatever the, the situation is. So I always think that GMs try to hide information as uh, as best as possible to get themselves to where they need. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you hop in. We promised everyone we would get to our resident midday show doctor, Dr. Bob. He's going to join us right now to give us uh, the latest on what he knows, what he thinks about the status of Joel Embiid. Dr. Bob, good afternoon. How are you doing today, Dr. Bob? Uh, right, good afternoon, guys. Uh, it's uh, Dr. Bob McLaughlin, a non-practicing clinical psychologist. We do some surgery, vinyl upholstery. How you guys doing today? <laughs> What's going on, Doc? I haven't heard from you in a while. It's been a while, Doc. So, so you got anything for us on MB? We're wondering what the heck's going on here. Let's say lateral meniscus of the left knee, same meniscus he hurt in uh, 2018, got surgery to repair the left knee, and then hurt it again in uh, 2021 uh, in the right knee. So he, I don't know which he favors, the left meniscus or the right meniscus. That's his personal business. <laughs> up to you to decide. Uh, I said, uh, I what I take away from, we just read that you got a new meniscus for Christmas. Now it's torn again. You keep breaking it, not going to buy a new one. Yeah, I'm not, not sure if that's going to help us figure out. But what about, how do we fix this one, Dr. Bob? <laughs> well, it, it's, it's short. It's a fancy word for a cartridge tear. So you tear your cartridge, and now you got no ink. You can't print. You can't print. You can't read his own stats. Joe loves to read his own stats. So that's the part that's going to hurt him the most, cartridge. So, so, Doc, what is the treatment moving forward as far as are we going to have to have surgery or is this something that we can have a couple weeks that he can heal from? Well, they say two, uh, he's going to miss a weekend. I say he's going to miss a whole lot more than a weekend. Uh, you, say, you take a look at the calendar, and it's up to you to decide. Uh, one solution would be the cartridge. Uh, uh, you can transplant it with a new meniscus from a cadaver. See, then I say, I'm a cadaver. Everything okay. <laughs> So it's like a magic trick. That's all. Is this a long-term so fix or is this just for a short term? Because we got to get him fixed up. Here. I appreciate uh, you 
uh, checking in because he's, it's shredding season, isn't it? He's, yes, he's it is. It's shredding. Shredding. <laughs> well, it's about to be thirst trapping in, in Clearwater season, Doc. You know, shredding season is almost good over. Because, I mean, I see you in the hallway out there. And people tell me they can hear you coming down. Boom, boom. Here comes you. <laughs> hey, boom, boom. Saying, I'm, not, I'm not saying you got to lose weight, but at last, at last uh, publicity shot for WRP, he – he was taking. He had an apple in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, are there any other you, solutions here, Doctor? But what do we? Uh, we got to fix this guy. The playoffs are soon. Uh, exactly. Uh, another solution would send him to Kelly Oubre's doctor. Act like it never happened. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> thing went away. Saying that it's Nick Nurse's fault because he put him back in the game. Pain lasts longer than three hours. Call a doctor, not a nurse. <laughs> so it's definitely not his fault. Yeah, but I guess Nurse is off the hook. When the guy fell on top of him, guy fell on top of my sister once. She was out nine months. <laughs> People call that a promiscuous meniscus. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> bit different, though. Just a, a little bit different, that, that, that kind. Each, each knee has two menisci, similar to fungi or the white guy, Joe Gillio. <laughs> now, the Sixers report that he got the MRI and then the EMG given to him on an IOU from the PTA. Bottom line, Sixers OSOL, not going to win any MVP this year. More like DOA, RIP, Ricky Sanchez. Yeah, that feels about right. ACL, MCL, ACLU, which is the guardian of your liberty. Forget the liberty. Why don't you guard the guy's knee? Right guard, left guard, they both stink. Unfortunately, they do. Yeah. So I don't know if we're getting any closer to figuring this out, but I, yeah, it I do. It sounds a little bit more confusing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really well, it, confused. It, it is. It does sound confusing because it's repetitive. You can tear your meniscus. Any, uh, any, it says when you look it up in the books, forceful twist. See, Chubby Checker got one. He wrote the twist. He didn't learn a thing from it. Because the next year he went out and wrote, let's twist again like we twisted last summer. He and broke I, it again. And I don't think Chubby was back for the second round that year. He missed the whole postseason. I, I think at least. That's the other thing. They're talking about three rounds of therapy. We don't think he'll make it past the second round no. of therapy. And that's why we say, uh, remember to miss it. It acts like a cushion between the shin bone, the tibia, and the thigh bone, which is the femur. I heard a rumor about the femur. Maybe it's just a murmur, but the femur had a sense of humor. That's why they call it the funny bone, see? Not to pick a bone with you. <laughs> Great, but that's wow. why they say the shin bone connected to the thigh bone, thigh bone connected to the... That's the most tenderest part of the chicken. Give the dog a bone. This old man come rolling home. See, that's a song from Band to the Bone by Lonesome George Surrogate and the Delaware Destroyer. It is. Well, thank you, Dr. Bob. We appreciate it. I don't know if we, we got to the bottom of this, but I don't think so. But I think we learned we, a few things yeah, here we, today. You got a lot of information. I'll say, guys, every day, keep up the fantastic work. See the girl on the way out. Bob, Dr. Bob, we thank you. There he goes, Dr. Bob. Of course, JoeConklin.com there. I'm more confused than before we had him on. I I'm am like, too. <laughs> I, at one point, I thought we were getting somewhere with the cart- cartilage, but then yes. he went into cartridges. cartridges. Mm-hmm. Some yeah, second-round like, jokes in there. Yeah. Now, after you guys heard that, do you, do you feel better at my idea we just shut this thing down for the no, season? No, not at all. I, I, if, I still well, if this it. is the doctor we have. Yeah, guys. I'm starting to. I mean, that dude, that dude was a quack. I mean, it's, it's, it's a problem. Hugh, yeah, I, I think we're going to have to. Uh, no, if, I'm, if this I'm is the I best go doctor it, we can. I got to go for it. I, I, I can't. With this doctor? Yes. Well, I mean, we got to see what the diagnosis is, but. I'm not, I think we just that, got was, it. that was the diagnosis. If it's not torn, I'm not shutting him down. I'm shutting him down for like two months, and then I'm getting ready for the playoffs. Yeah, when you said that, it made me think of the morning show debate. I don't know where it came from, but I heard them yesterday and today debating the OJ stuff. They 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 they're relitigating OJ, and it made me think if it's not you said if it's not torn, if his glove doesn't fit. Are we gonna quit? Yes. We, we gonna put that in the next once and for all? The, OJ? the OJ trial. 
Put you, what you mean put it in, in what? In what way? Like we're done debating the OJ. Yeah, so we, we, oh, he wasn't there. We used to, we did a thing during the pandemic once and for all where we settled timeless debates, like sports debates. You mean like if he did it or not? Well, we didn't do an OJ one. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to figure out. No, because like, I, mean, I think that debate's been settled. No, I'm just saying. Oh, Juice did it. I no, mean. I'm just saying because it's funny because I, I think everybody remembers where they were when the verdict came down. Well, not me, but I do. I remember vividly. <laughs> I wasn't around. You know where I was? Where were you? I was in grade school, and they put the TV on in the class <laughs> to show us. And now I think back to this. It's ridiculous. It was a murder trial. Yeah. Why are they showing this to children? Because it was one of the most controversial. Like, the controversialists saying putting it lightly. Yeah. But, boy, I remember I was in Long Island. I just got drafted. I was in playing for the Jets, and I remember I was at the bank. And I was walking into the bank, and the bank was eerily quiet because all the tellers mm. were watching the trial. And I remember, like, only black dude in the bank, and all the tellers were had their back turned. And as soon as the verdict came off, not guilty, they started yelling and screaming. And I said, yeah, I probably won't get no money out this <laughs> <day."> <laughs> so I was like, wrong. Hey, Joe, it was like wrong place, wrong time. So I just left. The coverage of that. And I think there was, they were debating, like, the biggest TV moment. I think that's what the morning show was on, like, yes. between the chase or the, that's the end of the trial. But I, all I know is that – time period i forget i forget how long it took a year or two in between yeah. january to october yeah the time 95. period in between the whole yeah it was the it was the biggest story in america every day so it's, uh, the verdict was a month after i was born okay i remember watching i used to watch larry king with my grandfather maybe mm-hmm. i was just supposed to be a talk show host i just watched larry king every night larry king was that dude larry king though, was man. awesome yeah. but he every night he had guests on talking like about the the trial it was Bruh, like it was the biggest it thing in was, america it was it like like being in long island at that time. Well, you were a jet. Yes. Yeah. It was uncomfortable. Like, for real. Because everybody was just, it was just so polarized. Everybody was upset. And being in Long Island, it was it was different in Long Island. Yeah, it certainly, obviously, it hit a lot of people in different ways at that time in America. But, yeah, that, I, when I was on the car the other day and they were talking about the OJ chase, I was like, what, what, where did that come from? But that, it, it's interesting. What was the bigger TV moment? The, what do you say we think was bigger? The chase? Or the verdict. The verdict. I think it was the verdict. I think it was the chase. The, the chase, chase was big. It was. Um, it was. They cut away from the NBA Finals. It was during <laughs> the, uh, Rockets Knicks. Wonder if I can find like viewer numbers of both. Oh yeah, you probably could. Now, I mean, the one was during the NBA Finals. So you had a built-in audience that probably wasn't there for OJ, and then, but they did a split screen. It was like Elijah Wan and Ewing, and there's there's Cowlings and Simpson going down the freeway. It was it was nuts. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. All right, back to the phone lines as uh, Kyle looks up some. Some numbers on TV viewers for the chase. So I, I, okay, I have I have the answer for you. What do you got? Uh, well, all right, just real quick, what's your guess? The final, your final the, the verdict. So you the verdict. Think the verdict. Well, you the, think verdict the verdict was built, right? Everyone was yes. waiting for this. So I'm gonna guess that one. I just think the bigger moment, like historically, is the chase. But what's the? Uh, yeah. So just you know, quick research. Ninety-five million people watched the chase, and up, up to 150 million for the verdict. That's more than the Super Bowl. Yeah, That's remarkable. Because I mean, when, when I tell you. 95 million. You no, know, and, and the reactions. Like, what I remember is the reactions. From wherever you were, the reactions of the verdict were just, like, those are birthed to my, to my brain. Like, I'll never forget that. It was, it was ridiculous. And when I say ridiculous, it was just how polarizing that whole time was. It was, it was bananas. So the Super Bowl of 1995, 83.4. It beat both by a lot.
Yeah, and obviously, as time has waned, OJ's become almost like a punchline now. But at that time, he wasn't that far removed from playing. It would be like, and, and running backs back then were the stars. It would be like a current star quarterback, something major happened, you know, with a trial or something. It, it's crazy. It, it was it was a crazy time in America for sure. Ken and Cinemits. And what's up, Ken? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you today? Hey, what's going Ken? on, man? Well, the right answer is obviously the chase because that was my answer yesterday, and that's the one that won the prize today in the poll. So, I won the prize, so that's obviously the right and answer. And, Ken, I agree with you. I, I mean, I was, I was a kid, but I remember watching the finals with, with my dad, and I think my grandfather was with us. And it was just – it was. I remember the cutaway and the whole thing, and I was like, well, this is crazy. Because you never see something happen where they go away from a Super Bowl or the World Series or NBA Finals, but it was that big of a thing. Well, I'm only saying that because it was my answer. Well, I, 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 <laughs> and it was a good one, Ken. Good answer. All right, what are you thinking today? Well, it, it must be Groundhog Day, right, because uh, Joel Embiid's hurt, and you got callers to WIP talking about drafting a linebacker in the first round. Like, it, we, we do this every year, and, and the outcome is always the same. So the only way you're getting Joel Embiid as deep in the, in the playoffs as they're going to go, which, you know, healthy, which probably isn't any further in the second round anyway, is if he doesn't even start playing until about March – and uh, the Eagles are not going to draft a linebacker with a first-round pick. They're not going to do it. They shouldn't do it. Their philosophy on positional value has has been right for 25 years. So, And it served them well, and they've had a good, healthy salary cap doing it, Ken. And, and you're right, and it's a good phone call. I do think, and we've discussed this, I do think that they have maybe gone too far with ignoring safety and linebacker. Mm-hmm. Like, at some point, maybe you bend a little. I'm not saying first round. It doesn't have to be a first round, but you need to have – good players there yeah and and that's where that has been our blind spot for a long time and the fact that this year i would say uh, uh, more so than any other year that i can remember linebacker play was our biggest achilles heel it bit them it really did i mean when you look at the linebacker play from the teams that we lost to it was pretty good really good linebacker play and the teams that we almost lost to was pretty decent linebacker play safety too that's where the game is gone guys that that are that that go between from being a good good defender, good pass rushers, and good good guys in the secondary. And the fact that the secondary players factored in huge to me in the running game for other teams that beat us. You know, that that tackling, that yards after the catch was not a big factor when you played against teams that had corners that played press and came up and tackled you when you caught the football. Yeah, and sometimes an exception to the rule isn't the worst thing. I'm not saying, you know, the top 10 pick, you're taking an off-ball linebacker. But once in a while, if there's a player that could really change your team, it it, it can work. 215-592-9494. We appreciate the insight, and I I mean insight, from our resident doctor in the Midday Show, Dr. Bob. Don't forget, joeconklin.com. Go check it out, of course. We love Joe Conklin here. All right, we'll come back. Your phone calls on the Midday Show. And a couple of things here on their side. The Eagles have met with a quarterback at the Senior Bowl. We'll tell you who it is and what to make of it. Plus, LeBron James weighs in on Joel Embiid, and Hugh's got to do it. He has to finally denounce Beauregard Lee, the knockoff Puxatani Phil from down in Georgia. That's going to happen next. 215-592-949 for a Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Last year at the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski went wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. Now he's back for Kick of Destiny 2, and this time you can play along. All you have to do is choose if Kronk will make or miss. Get your free pick in right now, because if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes his shot of redemption before Super Bowl 58. Whether your team make or team miss, just head to FanDuel Sportsbook app, 
Get your pick in. It's absolutely free. Then tune in before the game to see Gronk's kick live. You'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. If you're right, new to FanDuel, visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Force Casino, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back. Midday show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Learning things every segment. Dr. Bob, of course, joining us last segment. Give us the uh, the update on how to fix Joel Embiid. Do you feel better after listening, Dr. Bob? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> oh, my part. gosh. It's awful. I mean, it, like, you know me. I like it. I like it. Concise. I like it short and yeah. sweet. Well, Dr. Dr. I was Bob trying was, to explain things. Yeah, it's a lot of explaining, man. Yeah, I, I mean, some of the things he said made some sense. I'm not sure it applies to a center with a knee injury, but it's mm-hmm. okay. Talk to me like I'm a toddler. Yeah. Well, he's a doctor. Sometimes yeah, doctors do sometimes that because they they're smarter little, yeah, than us. Yeah, talk to me like I'm a toddler. I, I get all that. All right, so back to the phones here in a second. A couple of things we have to get to, though. We have to discuss the idea of uh, what's going on here with uh, our buddy LeBron James. You see this? Taking up for Joel Embiid. He's trying to become a is – is, is LeBron trying to get in the good graces of Sixers fans? So King James, at King James, you know, his Twitter stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I know one person around here doesn't want to call him King James, but that's how he goes. He's a fraud. So he went to Twitter to defend Joel Embiid against everyone. I guess, is this to the people who called him soft and ducking Jokic? Yes, to All us. Right. To, uh, well, I mean, we, I don't think we did much of that. I did. All right. Well, as a show, we didn't really. To me. Okay. He went after Kyle here. Here was his, uh, his latest thing. This is from LeBron. Where are all the media outlets, TV media personalities, hot takes that talk so much uh, poop emoji about Joel Embiid, about missing those games when he knew what he was dealing with? Now that he's out with an injury because of it, not one person has went back on TV or their something podcast and apologized to that man. No accountability. LeBron wants apologies. He wants receipts. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't think he. I think he asked for a little much. <laughs> He's asked for a lot, man. Sorry, partner. I mean, because there's a lot about that situation that unfortunately Joel got hurt, but we don't know about. Right. So I, I don't think I don't think it's it's smart to ask people to apologize 
for for information that when they didn't have all the information. So no, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, LeBron's also leaving something very big out of this. If Joel Embiid was on the injury report Saturday, the reaction to him not playing would have been different. Yeah, he wasn't on the injury and didn't, report. Didn't the Sixers get fined for that? They did seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah, seventy five. Yeah, look, I, I like LeBron as a player. He's he's if you rip him apart as a player, you're dumb. He's a great. He's one of the greatest players of all time. Top two player as a as a guy. I think LeBron sometimes leaves things out of his arguments. So he he likes to he omits. Yeah, he likes to interject himself into what everyone's talking about. But sometimes he's not like fully doesn't fully get it, and he just he just or fully informed. Yeah, he just talks and he likes the attention of it all. <laughs> and but look, if he wants to come to the Sixers by the trade deadline, you'd be okay with that. Of course, I'd be okay with that. I know you are worried about the parking situation down yeah, at the Wells Fargo. Uh, but not only the parking situation, the ticket situation. Do you know how they would look at me? When I say, hey, can I get tickets to, this, to the game? They were like, are you kidding me? They'd say, go to StubHub, buddy. <laughs> yeah, basically, buy them like everybody else. <laughs> so he was worried about his ticket situation over LeBron James coming to the Sixers. We got to get our priorities in no, order I'm just here. saying, I like, I like what Tyrese Maxey is doing right now. I'm willing to let the – and I know that this is probably an old-school mentality to have, especially in the NBA, when you have players like that. Because I even heard somebody this morning talk about potentially trading Maxey because he's hot right now. I don't know if I, I subscribe to that, but I get the fact that you know when you have you have assets to trade, you normally trade them. I wouldn't. I would not be a part of. That. All right, just so we get on the record here, would you rather Tobias and free tickets or LeBron and expensive tickets? I did, it would be exciting to see LeBron around. It would be exciting, but but I, I like crumble cookie, man. Yeah, I know you do. Crumble cookie, my dude. All right, we're gonna get Hugh a jersey, a Tobias Harris jersey, and Keely Ringo. I mean, come on. <laughs> You trying to get you trying to get popcorn thrown at me at the game? No, popcorn thrown at you. I'm just establishing your guys. Your guys are throwing popcorn. Ike's a Tobias guy. You're not the only Tobias guy around here. I like Tobias. I like I like him for for this 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 the way that he's fitting into this team right now. I like the role that he's playing for this team right now. I think Tobias is, seems like a wonderful guy. I will like him better when he's playing for somebody else next year. And I can say, oh, yeah, you know what? That's, Tobias is a good guy. 215-592-9494. Hugh, the clock is ticking. You have less than 20 minutes to come up with a denouncement of, you know, Beauregard Lee, that fake fraud rodent, whatever he is. The rodentia. The rat rodentia. rodentia. Yeah, so if, you, rodentia. if you're wondering what we're talking about here, we found out today there is a knockoff Puxatani Phil, and he's down in Georgia. Apparently, he predicts the weather. And look, we looked up some of his numbers. He's got some good stats. He's had some good, good moments. He had a good run. Good run. But he also apparently had a major blunder in the 90s. He predicted warm weather, rest of winter into spring. Blizzard came down there. Yeah, that was not. Tough to recover from not, that one. That was definitely not Beauregard's shining moment. It was not. These what, are the groundhogs by the numbers? Yeah, groundhogs by the numbers. I have those. I also saw that um, our guy, Puxatani, he's about 39% hit rate on these uh, these groundhog days. What do we make of that? 39%? Is that good? I think it's actually pretty good for a groundhog that just comes out of his tunnel. He sees his shadow and, or yeah. whatever and just goes back in. Yeah. I mean, if you asked me what percentage he gets right, I would have probably said less. It'd have been a little, I think I'd have probably been a little bit more comfortable with, like, at least 42. Yeah. Who do you think gets it right more, meteorologists or Puxatani? There's been some meteorologists in this, this town that haven't gotten it right sometimes. But I would say I would say the meteorologists. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with, roll with the meteorologists. All they right. got all the Doppler radars and all that They do stuff. have Doppler. Last one for you. We have a, um, a self-made meteorologist here at WIP. His name's Howard Eskin. Who would you trust more? I'm going to give you. Th- I'm going to, I want you to rank these three. Trust in terms of weather predictions. Howard, Phil, Beauregardly. How would you rank them? I would trust Phil the most. Ah, 
Howard or Beauregard Lee next? Yeah, I think that's I think that's about the appropriate. Okay, order. so Howard's second above Beauregard Lee. Yeah, I was yeah. I was thinking that. Beauregard. So we all trust Puxatani film more than Howard. No, well, you zero know, I know, I know, I know, I'm a little bit more familiar with with Puxatani. Then Howard? Then, well, yeah, that, that and Beauregard. <laughs> a little bit more familiar with him than the other guy. Yeah, Beauregard's a fraud. All right, Jay and Roxburgh. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, man, you know, I know you guys are talking about AJ. And if you're going to have this version of Jalen Jalen Hurts, you know, this uh, guy that was running backwards and, you know, uh, trying to be a pocket passer, we can't have AJ because the version of Jalen Hurts that works best is the version that we had uh, with Miles Sanders during the RPO. You know, uh, that was a guy who was, you know, uh, confusing defenses. They didn't know if Miles had it or if Jalen had it. And Jalen would run or he would give it to Miles or throw it downfield. Yep. You can't, with with this version of uh, Jalen Hurts, you can't win football games like this because he's not ready to take that step yet to become that pocket-type quarterback. And if you, if you look at, like, Lamar Jackson, you know, he got exposed. He was running backwards, too. Some guys are not ready for that step back. If you look at Mahomes, he never runs backwards. He's either running side to side or he's running forward. He's stepping up into the pocket. And, so, Jay, the thing before you go on about Mahomes that I'm just so impressed by, for a guy that's mobile and moves – he doesn't take sacks. You know, usually mobile guys will kind of accidentally run into sacks. Sometimes Lamar does it. Jalen does it. Mahomes' right. ability to not take sacks is ridiculous. He just Phenomenal. He doesn't take sacks. Right. right. And, and that's why I feel like, you know, A.J. Brown would be a problem, as crazy as it sounds, with this version of Jalen Hurts. That version last year, yeah, he would be successful. But uh, I wouldn't mind trading A.J., for, um, I think you were talking about Sertan or, yeah. or Winfield, one of those guys. Yeah, like one of the best corners, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm just not okay with it if they're going to go back to the same uh, uh, offense that they ran last year with Miles Sanders, you know, because that worked. I don't know why they got away from something that worked. I'm only assuming that they may have, you know, Jalen Hurts may have been hurt with his knee and they were trying to, you know, have him to stand upright more as far as, you know, not running as much. But uh, we'll, we'll never know what the situation is. But next year is going to be a tell, telltale of what's going on. Yeah. Oh, totally, Jay. Jay, it's a good phone call. We appreciate it. Jay's take is, A.J., unless Jalen gets way better, it's almost a waste to have A.J. Brown is, is the way Jay framed that there. Well, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I think A.J. helps Jalen become a better, better quarterback. But there has to be growth on both ends of that. So I would rather have A.J. grow and become a better quarterback with A.J. Brown as opposed to not having him there. And as far as the running game is concerned, I, I'm kind of with him. We do need to run the ball a little bit more, but I don't think it's going to look like we anticipate it to look. I think it's probably going to be a whole lot of screens and, and, and backside of the backfield and stuff like that. I don't think it's going to be that traditional handed off three yards in a cloud of dust situation. So it's interesting, the RPO thing, right? We know how good it was a year ago. And then mm-hmm. this past season – they didn't do it as much, and it wasn't as effective. My belief, like halfway through the season, was they've stopped doing it because teams know Hurts isn't going to run off it, and, and there's, they're not respecting that. Chris Long and his podcast talking about Callum Moore, RPO stuff, and will we see more motion, which is we all yelled about all season. Will that happen? He, interesting take here by Chris Long. Motion, I do think, is something that he cannot afford to meet Jalen in the middle on. 
I think if you're looking in the column of maybe it doesn't work out, it's not because his scheme doesn't have value. I think I think you you look at a couple of these variables and you say, I just don't know. I just don't know how how that would work out. Like if Jalen struggles under center, is that going to be an impediment to him? If Jalen wants a static picture and doesn't want motion pre-snap, is that going to be an impediment to him? But I'm pretty sure all this has been discussed. So it'll be interesting to see how much of that is Jalen's unwillingness or inability to do those things and how much of it is just they haven't committed to it and truly gone through the process of grooming him to be a little bit different. And so I'm, I'm interested to see how those things manifest. That is a really interesting take on motion that I don't think I've heard really put that way before. We just have talked about, like, the Eagles don't use motion. Why Mm -hmm. don't they use motion? Motion's good. They should do this. Chris Long is bringing up the idea that maybe Jalen either doesn't want to do it, doesn't want – like, he wants a static picture. doesn't want things changing Mm -hmm. as as things going by. Or maybe the key and the coaching staff don't think he could do it. Like, he can read on the fly as things change. That – I mean, it would help explain the coaching the last couple of years. It would help explain why they haven't used motion as the rest of the league has. There's a dis- like, and that's the disconnect that we don't know. We're speculating because, to me, when I think of motion, I think of information because that's basically what it is, mm-hmm. man or zone. And you see, you can see whether or not it's a, it's a combination of both. If somebody's in man-to-man and everybody else is playing zone, it, it gives you a picture of what they're trying to do. And we talked about information as far as offense is concerned. And, and the more information the quarterback has, the easier it is for him to figure out where he wants to go with the football. Now, it's going to be interesting because now you hear with Coach Goober coming in here, he likes to run a lot of motion. He likes to run a lot of motion. So Jalen's going to have to conform to whatever they're trying to do. They're going to have to try to figure this out as, as quickly as they possibly can because if it comes out that he has trouble with motion, then guess what teams are going to start doing? They're going to start disguising stuff and showing him different looks and everything, and they're going to, that's going to be another way to try to confuse Jalen. Well, yeah, and we keep talking about, like, they, they need to help him and make it easier on him. But that the assertion or the question, I guess, not an assertion, the wonder that Chris Long is, what if they want to do it and he doesn't want to do it? I mean, that, that really has not been talked about very much, that side of it. I mean, it's – and I look, I don't know. It seems like he'd benefit, so why wouldn't he want to do it? Yeah, that, that's the weird thing to me. I, I don't know. And these are the questions that I'm pretty sure in training camp, as we see this offense come together, that we're going to have to ask. I'm pretty sure going into the, to training camp, when we get to training camp, once we see what this offense potentially is going to look like, that might be a question that has to be asked. Why are you not running a whole lot of motion? Yeah. And now the chicken or the egg thing, now we have both sides. Because beforehand, like, whose fault is this? Is this Sirianni's offense slash Steichen's offense slash – Brian Johnson's offense, do they not have motion built in? Or now is it Hurts not wanting it? But here's what we know. Kellen Moore's offense uses motion. Yeah, They were sixth last year with the Chargers, 15th with the Cowboys. So we're going to get a pretty good answer pretty fast. If they are running a lot of motion, oh, okay, that was Sirianni and Brian Johnson didn't have it. It wasn't part of their offense. If they don't run any motion with Kellen Moore, I think the Chris Long theory comes into play. Yeah, like, then you start wondering whether or not Jalen can, can run the offense mm-hmm. like that, like you, you want him to run them. Yeah, that's, it's, I think it's a really interesting thing. We'll, we'll follow as we get you know, to next season. Steve is up next on WIP. Hey, Steve. Hey, what's going on, guys? Man, thanks for taking my call. I'm back home for a couple of days before I go out to Vegas on Monday for Super Bowl. Oh, that's and- awesome, Steve. Well, good hearing from you, man. What are you thinking today? 
Uh, well, the whole Patrick Sertain for A.J. Brown thing, I mean, there's only five A.J. Browns in the entire world. I mean, you can find a Patrick Sertain. And if you look at the Eagles' offensive production numbers, when A.J. Brown ain't in the game, they become slightly better than mediocre on the offensive side of the ball. And the biggest issue the Eagles had this year was their pass defense. So if you get rid of A.J. Brown and Kelsey doesn't come back, you know, we all know the center is the second most important person on the football field. If he don't come back, now you're going to have problems on offense and defense. So I just think that's crazy trying to trade A.J. Brown for certain. I mean, you need the horses. And as great as the offensive coordinator is that's coming to Philly, as great as the defensive coordinator is that's coming to Philly, the odds on the Eagles winning the Super Bowl next year haven't changed. They're still the 12th uh, favorite to win the Super Bowl. And to take that into context, before this season started, they were the fourth favorite. Mm. So Eagles have some major issues. You don't want to really get rid of A.J. Brown because then you're going to have problems on both sides of the ball. And the other thing I wanted to talk about was you guys were talking about O.J. Uh, here's some information you guys may not have known. Uh, the guilty verdict was minus 800 uh, offshore back then. Oh, Steve, I, I was young, so I, was, I wasn't <laughs> following the gambling. I, I didn't know that. So, so not guilty was clearly the favorite. Yeah, and you could take back plus 400. And we were benefit, you know, we, we were lucky enough to know uh, Dennis Kogan, and he had given us a call and said, listen, guys, they haven't proved their case. If you want to jump on the dog, and we ended up jumping on the dog at four to one, so there were some odds on that uh, OJ Charles. Wow, <laughs> Steve, that, that's awesome knowledge, that. man. Steve, that's appreciate crazy. that. Well, that's I mean, you, uh, the TV series on FX, I don't know, six seven years ago that came out was really good. Um, David Schwimmer was was in the show as uh, the yeah, Kardashian yeah, remember, dad. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. It, it 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 really took you into the trial, and they didn't prove it. I mean, they just they didn't. It was they botched it. I mean, like everyone 30 years later, we all like, like if you asked a random person, what do you think? Do you think he did it? Yeah. I mean, like that's what most people say, yet they couldn't prove it yeah. in court. Like they say, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. Exactly. Yeah, that was that was a wild It one. was. Let's talk to Rob in Overbrook. What's up, Rob? What's up, guys? How you guys hey, doing? Hey, Rob. What are you thinking? I'm thinking I uh, I got a Sixers point and I got an Eagles point. Hugh, what's going on? What's going on, so, listen, uh The Sixers. It was reported on your radio station about three years ago, I believe, mm -hmm. when he first injured his knee that he needed to have either surgery to repair the meniscus or if he opted not to have surgery, he was going to have problems like this for the rest of his career. Yeah, I remember that. And he didn't have surgery that off season. Yeah, so why are you counting on this guy? You can't count on this guy because he didn't do what he's supposed to do. And it's like trying you're trying to drive a car with a bad axle or something. It's just not going to happen, man. And you talk about y'all talk about shutting him down. Hopefully, he's never going to be in a position to win a championship because that knee is he, he's too big and he's carrying too much weight on that knee. And he didn't get it repaired, and this is what we get. So live with it or trade. You know, but this is it, man. There's no championship. Rob, I, I unfortunately I, I agree, and I think most people have resigned themselves that it's it's going to be very challenging. Drop the mic on us. Yeah. Well, if I had to bet on one side of this thing, I mean, I think Rob's probably right on this. He also brought up his size. And that's the one thing when he came out of college. He's and again, it hasn't affected his game. He's a great player. He's way bigger than he was when he got into the NBA. He does carry a lot of weight on that body and that those knees. You would think that, like, but he looks more muscular. Am I wrong in that assessment? No, he he's more muscular more... and just heavier. And you know what's funny? I, because I always thought, because I, I went through a phase where, like, I got injured a lot in my first couple of years. But as I lifted more and became more muscular, the injury thing did, was not as a big a factor. So that's what I don't understand. Like, when you talk about putting on more muscle and, and, and training in order not to have injuries. Now, I know, like, yesterday was fluke. When Jonathan Kimball 
Kimbo? Kuminga? Kuminga? I like Kimbo. Uh, yeah, Kimbo. Two like, Tyler Below, man. Tyler yeah, Below, you know. But when he fell on him, that was kind of fluky. But even before that happened, he was still dealing with a knee injury. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you kind of wonder. I, and I don't know the answer to this because I'm not, what, seven foot whatever. There, there has to be something with the, the I guess, the, the tendons, the, the stretching of the tendons or something. But you would think that when you put on more muscle and get, get stronger, that this wouldn't be that big of an issue. Yeah, and then it goes to the point, and no one's ever really come up with the exact answer on this. Are some people just injury prone, right? Are some? Yeah. You watch certain players. I'll just use LeBron because he's—I mean—he's in the news, and he's—he's he's the one that played the most basketball in our, we've watched for the last twenty years. I've never seen LeBron get hurt on a something weird, right? He lands weird, and he's had very, very little very things. Very durable. Very durable. And is it because he takes care of himself so well? I'm sure that's part of it. Or is his body just built that he, we see this like? Once in a while, a running back has a really weird, gets twisted up, and he gets right back up. And then another guy has something similar, and he, it's over. He's out. I, I just wonder if some guys are just – their bodies are built to withstand it. They're more – I don't know. What's the word that Brady used to be? Pliable? Fragile. Flexible. Or some guys were fragile, and they just break. I, it just may be just good luck, bad luck. David is in Southwood. What's up, David? Hey, how you doing? Uh, well, I, I can answer the um, – are people built different question. I'm a – happen to be an orthopedic surgeon so yeah people are definitely built different collagen and connective tissues are different for all different people so some people have good genes and some people don't but. so it's kind of luck of the draw for just athletes certain athletes yeah totally but i just want to say that the idea of trading aj brown is just absolutely insane for two main reasons one is he's your best player and two is the cap hit for a trade would be untenable and then you'd be forced to try to fill in the void of aj brown with 40 million dollars less than you had before trading him so david i you're I, i'm glad you brought up the cap pit because it's fair and it's certainly a detriment to the idea any idea no matter what you get back you're right it's a detriment i don't think it's as untenable though as as you do i mean it's would be 42 million the eagles made the playoffs Two years ago, off of Wentz's $36 million cap hit. So it's not ideal, but I don't think it's untenable. Yeah, but any trade, you have to look at what are you giving and what are you getting. Sure. So by giving up your best player and negative $40 million for Patrick Sertain, who's on a a contract one-fifth of his um, in terms of the Broncos picking up the tab, Mm -hmm. uh, is just – it's not good value. And I could see that perspective. From a monetary yeah, well, because yeah. you're losing the $40 million. I, and, David, that's why – and, David, it's a good phone call. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I, I don't think any of us actually believe A.J. Brown's going anywhere. It's a no. matter of, is this a good idea? Should they explore it? Would you do yeah, it? And, and I don't think it's a good idea. Hey, Hugh came down hard that time. All yeah, right. More than oh. not a good idea. It's a minute to go idea. here, Hugh. Go ahead. we got to hear it. Will you denounce on live on the air, Beauregardly as a fraud – down in Georgia. Of course I will. And you know why? That's why this was not even a thing for me. I just kind of rolled this out because uh, you you didn't know. You played it up. Because I was you said I was being a waffler. Kyle, tell the people Yo. what Beauregard Lee's name was before they changed it a couple years ago. Beauregard Lee. General Beauregard <laughs> Lee's original name was Robert E. Lee. And you know one of the main reasons why I stopped watching the Dukes of Hazard when I was young? Because I found out who Robert E. Lee was, and I was like, I, I refuse as much as I like the general leader car. 
can't 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 support that man. Not, especially in this being Black History Month and stuff. I like, know nah, I can't. Yeah, that right out of here, can't man. Good job, Hugh. No rodent. No. Philadelphia no appreciates rodent. this announcement. Rodentia. Whatever the hell you want to call it. You, you did no it for the state. Lee. You did it for the month. You did it for you did it for what's right. It's the most scientific we've ever been on the show. I know. I mean, we even Dr. rolled Bob, out the groundhog Redemption. analytics, the numbers. The, you know. Think you're gonna change his name to, from Robert to Beauregard? Gonna make it right? His but, still last name still Lee. As they if the internet that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, we just gonna know. change. We're gonna keep the Lee. We just gonna change his name to. What was it called? Beautiful gays? We go. Oh yeah. no, it ain't no beautiful gays. Hell no. And they were dumb enough to leave it on Wikipedia for us That's to find. Yeah. Unbelievable. That Y'all gonna try to play me like? That. All right, everyone, have a great weekend. Enjoy uh, the Pro Bowl if you're watching it, or <laughs> Senior Bowl. <laughs> senior Bowl, maybe. Yeah, I watched a little Senior Bowl. All right, everyone, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys on Monday afternoon show. Jack and Ike, they're coming up next right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Peace. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.